Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast, your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast Series. My name is Julie Shively. I am the founder of Innovation World and co-founder of the Global Innovation Field Trip. We appreciate you joining us today. We've got a great show. I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Jake Mendelson. Say hello, Jake. Hello, Jake. Never gets old. <laughs> it worked for great Burns and Allen. It works for me. <laughs> um, just a quick reminder before we get started, um, we have another global innovation field trip coming up January 15th and 16th. The global innovation field trip, uh, affectionately known as GIFT, is a 24-hour online multi-country celebration of young innovators and programs who inspire and promote innovation. If you're a young innovator and would like to present and talk about what you're doing with the world, we would love to have you. Go to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org, sign up. And if you're a uh, program leader that is inspiring innovation, same thing. Go out to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org, sign up, and we'll have you as a guest on the January 15, 16 show. It lasts 24 hours, but you're not there 24 hours. You select a 10 or a 20 minute presentation and then you can share during your time. And by the way, it's absolutely free. So please join us. We have to date 472 presentations over the last seven events. That was 700 and some presenters, can't remember, from 47 different countries. So it's your time to be on the Global Innovation Field Trip. All right, with that, I'm so excited to introduce our guest today, Ms. Luz Del Carmen Rubio. And uh, Luz, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then go ahead and tell us what you innovated. And then I think we'll have some questions for you at the end. Great. Um, my name is Luz Del Carmen Rubio, like you said. I'm 14 years old and I go to middle college high school. My invention is for figure skaters because I'm a figure skater and I have been for about six years now so it's been a really big part of my life and I love it so very much. Um, I started this kind of invention journey in the seventh grade. My old middle school had like this after school program we called the ASC. I, I cannot tell you what it stands for. <laughs> I'm sure I was told but I don't remember. I'd probably find a booklet somewhere um, but we had this there was about 11 of us. I think one person dropped out by the second meeting but it was the entire year the goal was find a problem around you and invent the solution. About six of us created something. Two of us went to California Adventure Convention and then I was only one who has gone this far. I was a top 10 finalist in the US Nationals and then I made it all the way through the Global Invention Challenge. Yes, that's that the coolest thing I'm ever gonna say in my entire life. Um, but basically, um, as a figure skater, I am practicing all the time. In order to get better, you need to train every day day and nights, like a really, you got to be in it to win it. That's kind of what you got to do. And when COVID happened, the rings closed, everything was shut down. Everyone knows like you just stayed at home and did nothing. <laughs> but as a figure skater, I couldn't do that. I needed to continue training and getting better. So the problem that I found was that I could work out to get like stronger legs for higher jumps and stuff, but I couldn't like do anything for my spins. And that's a big part of skating. There's spins, there's jumps, there's choreography. You got to work them all to get to be that all-around skater. So that was the problem that I isolated. And then I went into fixing it. Um, there are dance 
spinners out there for dancers, but skaters and dancers don't spin the same way. So I was like, okay, I can't use this. I have used them and they don't work. So then I went to, maybe I should just fix the dance spinner. When that didn't work, I was like, all right, let's just create a new spinner altogether and start from scratch. And that's really where this idea kind of came to be. Um, looking at my skates, I just wanted, I wanted a way to be able to spin with them on because you never get the feeling of spinning on the ice without your skates on. So that's where the idea of creating the first spinner with your skates to be, being on to be able to use them came. And this is the only one I've ever seen that you allow, allows that, that you can spin with your skates on. So the way it works is there's a canal in the spinner that you slide your blade in and then you can push off and start spinning. So that was like the magic key. That was like the great innovation. I was like, all right, this is super cool. Like this is practically a product now. Um, and since I've created that, we've gone through like so many tests. I, I've 3D printed it. I've done it in resin. Like we're really mixing up the materials. I'm like really excited and happy about it. Um, but I've just gone through so much with this thing and I love it so much. And I can't wait to like put it out in the world and like have it help skaters because you know, even without COVID, skating is really expensive. And I know when I was like little, sometimes it was hard to pay for ice time every single day. And that's really what you got to do to get better. So even though the spinner can be used as like a training mechanism and stuff, I'm really hoping that skaters who can't really afford to go every single day can use this to continue their training no matter what. Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um so I have a question. Um, you talked about you can't wait till this gets out into the real world. Do you have a plan to do that? I do have a plan, but I mean, I've always been taught school comes first, school before skating, school before his friend. So I like I've been swamped with school right now. I'm in high school. Everything's kind of coming at me a million miles an hour. Um, my plan is I need to work out all the kinks because there are still some problems with it. So it doesn't like go so smoothly as I want it to go. I, I, um, I really want to give it to skaters, have them test it so I can get everything that's wrong with it out. So it's like perfect. And I need to get a patent. So I was working on a patent and unfortunately my dad was diagnosed with cancer and he's really been helping me with this. So that kind of really slowed down my process of trying to get this patent and getting everything situated. So things have kind of like pumped the brakes a little bit, but I'm still really trying to get this out there. Luz, what type of patent are you working on right now, or were you working on? I want to get a design patent. Great, great. Okay. Wow. Um, I have a couple of questions for you as well. Do, have you made a video yet of it in action, or is your prototype not to the point where you can um, show it and trial it like that? I have like one video of me using it in action. It's not the best. I really want to get a better version of it. Um, the prototype some of them are better than others. <laughs> I'll put it like that. Some of them are better than others. Some of them I can use for a long time and some of them break kind of like an hour into practicing. So I have like a video, but it's not the best. Okay. I was just curious because for the non-skaters like me, and I don't know, Jake, he might be a real figure <laughs> skater, but for the non-skater like me, um, it would be so much easier to understand what you were doing if you had an image of somebody skating and practicing spins on the ice and then showing how you do it off ice with 
the um, 360 spinner. Yeah. Just just curious uh, whenever you're able to make that, even if you're only able to make one that an hour later it breaks, yeah. then it's easy to conceptualize for the non-skater after that. Mm -hmm. um, and have you shown this to anyone yet as far as like um, anyone that might help you take it forward? Not really. I've um, brought it to the rink for skaters and that's when I got like, oh, it's too tall or oh, it's too slippery like kind of like the basic corrections. That was like the first round of competition in the California Invention Convention. But I haven't really taken it to anyone that's gonna be like, okay, you gotta fix this to put it on the market and you gotta do this to sell it. Not really like thinking um, kind of marketing. Louis, you had mentioned that sometimes they break. Mm -hmm. um, why are they breaking? Is it the material or something else or? I have, um, it's a two-part mechanism. So there's the foot plate where your foot goes into, and there's a base plate with a ball bearing spinner. That's what makes it turn. And sometimes the epoxy that um, holds the ball bearing to the base plate, I don't know if it just dries up or if it gets too hard, but it will snap right off. And there goes two different plates in opposite directions. You, you might want to talk to somebody uh, who has some experience with materials so you can identify the correct epoxy. You know what I mean? It, it might not be a design problem. It might just be a material problem. And as far as getting things 3D printed, uh, I don't know what material you're using. You're probably using, you know, some sort of a PLA or, you know, ABS, which are the common 3D printer materials. But the 3D printing community has really strong materials that are, you know, uh, you know, Kevlar fibers in, embedded mm -hmm. in the, and uh, they're incredibly strong. Um, yeah. So it might be something you should talk to people who know more about the materials and you may find that your design is good. You're just using the wrong materials to, to make it. What kind of person would she talk to? Should be talking to a, a 3D printing expert or who, who understands the stress that, well, that this epoxy would go through. Okay, for example, in California, there are maker spaces. If you Google maker space, you know, whatever city you're you living in, there's a probably guaranteed, there's a maker space. And there are people there who love making stuff. And some of those people have more high tech 3D printers. And you go, you call them up and you go, hi, <laughs> I'm a 14 year old and I've got this great idea. Would you help me? They would love to help you. They would love to help you. Can I and, your printer? <laughs> yeah, no, but no, you you have it and you say to them, you explain them, and they would, oh, they would be so happy. To, I'm just telling you. And if there's nobody in California, you call me. There, I know there are people <laughs> where I live. Um, but it's a whole community of people who would love to meet you and be so excited that there's a young person with this kind of initiative and drive. You you have no idea how happy they would be. Yeah, I'm, that sounds like amazing. I'm into, I'd go do that. That's great. Uh, two questions. First of all, I see in the background, you have pictures of some Olympic stars. Um, you yes, they're all Olympic uh, champions, aren't they? Isn't that who not, these not are? All of them, not all of them, some of them. No, well, I'm sure they are. Come on, who, who are those people in the background? Um, I have national champions. Um, I have, God, I don't want to turn around and like make my voice go backwards, but I know I have um, Adam Rippon. They're all American, like Team USA. They're like Adam Rippon, 
Ryan Agassu, Gracie Gold, Brady Tanell. Um, who else do we have there? Of Ashley Wagner, Vincent Zhao, uh, the Ship Sibs, and Maya and Alex Shibatani, their ice dancers. And then in the middle, that beautiful skater right there is me. In <laughs> <laughs> one of my competitions. <laughs> so, yeah, those are like all my favorite skaters. I love them so much. So, I was like, you know what? Put them on my wall, wake up and see them every morning. So, Luz, what, ha- what did you invent before this? Nothing. I've, this is. First thing okay. I've ever done. And so my next question is, do you see yourself looking for other problems and solving them by innovating? I don't know, maybe. I mean, this was like really fun and it really has been helping. Like when I do use a spinner, it does like, I feel good when I go back to the ring. Like, and it's a good feeling too, to like find a problem and then like create a solution. So maybe, I mean. There's got to be more than one problem in ice skating. Yeah. totally (laughs) change everything make everything perfect but but don't think of solving a problem and coming over the solution as a physical thing very frankly you're going to be finding problems and issues throughout your life and you're going to use the same methodology that you use in the spinner to solve all of your problems and so whatever it is you end up doing um this will be very valuable to you yeah and it may not always be quite as uh, challenging is this I think what you've done is solved a very challenging problem just based on what I can conceptualize the the um, apparatus doing for you not everything is going to be quite that challenging so if you've done this you can do lots of other stuff Luz I am I'm certain of it thank you so one of my new favorite questions that I like to ask every young innovator that I talk to is if you could go to lunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive, <laughs> hopefully when they were alive, <laughs> who would you go to lunch with and why would you pick them? Oh my God, I've never thought about this question, but like I've heard it being asked before. I have, oh my God, who would I go with? I'm trying to think of like a skater, like I really admire. <laughs> um, oh my God, you're like making me blank out. I don't know. <laughs> Well, pause, pause for a second. You'll come back to the question. Okay. <laughs> because here's the problem. I don't want you to pick one of those skaters on the wall and then <laughs> others be mad at you because you didn't pick them. Okay. So we, we don't want to start a fight. Um, as a skater in spinning, how do you keep from getting dizzy? When I go through a revolving door, I get dizzy. <laughs> I don't Everyone know. always ask that question. I bring my yeah, friends. How do you do like, that? Um... I mean, you just get used to it. Like for me, people are like, just close your eyes. I'm like, no, closing my eyes makes me like, I get disorientated and I don't know where I am. So my eyes are always open. Um, I do get dizzy. So like if I come out of spin, like I'm like, oh my God, where, where am I right now? Like, who am I? Um, you just, you learn how to deal with it. I mean, I'm sure you get a lot more dizzy like when you first start out, but like now I've, like, I've gotten used to it. I just kind of like deal with it. <laughs> it doesn't really bother me. I think I've asked you this before, but it's not like a dancer who keeps their eye on one spot as they turn each time, right? No, we don't. Different for a, for some reason, it's different for a um, ice skater. Mm-hmm. Well, in um, in spins and jumps, you just you keep your head straight because if you look that way, you're gonna fall that way because you're on a quarter inch blade. So any movement, you're gonna go off your center, and there you go on the floor. So what is the hardest part of skating? Is it is it the, the spinning or is it something that's even more difficult? I mean, everything is hard in skating. You have to practice to get good at everything. 
um, jumps, it's different for every skater because sometimes skaters are like really good at spins, but really bad at jumps or they're really good at choreography, but they just cannot land their jumps. For me, I'm, <laughs> it's really ironic. I love choreography and jumping. Spins are not my strong suit and they're not my favorite. But I mean, my old coach, he was a specialist in spins. Like if you wanted to learn how to do a hard spin, you go to him. So I guess in a way, it's his fault that I did this for the spin. <laughs> have, you, have you shown your spinner to him? No, I haven't or moved away. Oh, oh, the I world of the internet. I know. Come on, Liz. Like there's no texting or he calling. So, he would be so proud of he you. Mars. So there's oh, no. no internet there. What's his name? We want to give him some credit in this podcast. Um, my inspired old, you. His name was Josh Figueredo. Great. Send send him a link to the podcast. I will. And getting the so uh, another technical question. You have long hair. Mm -hmm. Does it get in the way while you're dancing? Isn't it going to? Yes, it does. I always have my hair in a bun. Every day, every time I skate. Sometimes girls, well, my hair's thick too, so it's heavy. But sometimes girls have like thin short hair. They can do ponytails and stuff. Me, no. Every day it's got to be in a bun or else I'm going to be off my balance, off my rocker and fall over. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that comes from, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, we're coming back to the question about having lunch. Oh, you distracted me. I couldn't think of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be a skater. It could be... Oh, no, who do I look up to? Um, I don't know. They're not dead, I don't think. They don't have to be dead. <laughs> it's even um, better if they're not dead. You know, that's even greater. Because then you can send the podcast to them and say, I'd really love to have lunch with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's subtle invitation. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna do. No one's gonna know who this is, and my dad's gonna be mad at me because I obsess over her so much. Um, she is a voice actor. Her name is Stephanie Lemlin, and she voices a character on a TV show. And I, I love, I love this character so much. I want to skate to the anthem of of the TV show because I just love this. It got th me through so much. I like would watch it every day. Uh, I would talk to Stephanie Lemlin over lunch. And what TV show is it? It's from Young Justice. Like it's a it's a little cartoon about superheroes. It's been around forever. It finally got like a fifth season because the fans are like, bring it back. Um, I just love it so much. I want to skate to it so bad. I just haven't found the right time to put right. the theme in a program. <laughs> you say you put you try to practice every day. Where do you go to? Like a skating center? And I go to the Oakland Ice Center. That's my home rink. Um, but sometimes like if that's closed, you know, I can go to Dublin, I can go to San Francisco, but Oakland ice is my home ice. Do they have special times for people like you or can, cause I, I've been to skating rinks and there's just a general public milling around and right. it's not so going to be in your way. <laughs> in the beginning, like when I was littler, I would li littler, I would skate the public. It's what's called public sessions. But now that I'm older, like, I think once you hit, like, a certain level, they're like, no, dude, you got to go to the freestyle session, which is yeah. just for skaters, figure skaters who jump and spin, because, you know, you got to be, like, a certain material level to get out of the way before someone chops you, which, you know, has happened awful, <laughs> but it has happened. And then there's also certain times for speed skaters and hockey skaters, and they have, like, the standard learn to skate classes where you can, like, put your little five-year-old in and ha watch them march across the rink for an hour and a half. 
Have, have you thought about entering the Olympics? I have. Um, I'm not. Uh, my phone password is my Olympic year. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I might go change it now so no one steals my phone and, and looks at all my pictures of my falls and stuff. Oh, there, there's, there's a whimper, a whimper, a, a whimper <laughs> Olympics coming up in, this year. In mm -hmm. January. So your next time would be four years from now, right? 2026 is the year that I will be old enough to go. So you'd be 18. Mm -hmm. And so that's put it on your calendar. I mean. <laughs> Are you planning, do you have any um, higher education plans where you can get on a state team at a university? Yeah, well, right now I go to middle college high, which is high school and college at the same time. So I'm really going there for academics. So I'll graduate with an AA degree. And I really want to go to Cal for sports what, 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 what's Alcoholics a Anonymous degree? Yeah, what, what's AA? Oh, it's, it's your associate's degree. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So I really want to go to Cal for like sports med because I do want to, skating is always going to be part of my life, but I really do want to coach when I grow up. I Skating, I'll always be a skater. So I want to go to school for sports med. And I know so many Cal figure skaters. I might, I want to go there to be on their collegiate team. Oh, I can't wait to be able to root for you. <laughs> and to say, I have talked to her before. I know her. I knew her when she was little. Have, have you gone to talk to them already? No, everyone I knew on Cal moved back home when okay. COVID hit. <laughs> So you, you really want to make contact with them. Just let them know you exist. I mean, obviously, you're 14. You're not ready to go there yet, okay? But just let them know you exist and that you're very interested in their program. And then when it is time for you to go, you won't be a stranger. Mm -hmm. They'll go, oh, yeah, I remember her. Yes, that's good. And let them know about your invention. And let them know about your invention. They have a skating program. They probably need this quite a bit. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. They, they have a maker space. You should talk to them. I'm serious. <laughs> I guarantee it. I think yeah. they do, honestly. Yeah, that's great. Well, we wish you the best of luck, Luz. And we will be watching for you. Don't forget us little people when you're on that <laughs> Olympic team. Send us a note and say, by the way, watch us. I'll be on. Where is it in, in four years? Where, where is it going to be held? Do you know? I don't know. I know... It might be Beijing. No, no, it's Beijing this year. It's no, coming no. up. Yeah, this it's Beijing. Beijing. I'm not sure. Maybe California. No. <laughs> that wouldn't be quite as exciting as it is. No, I, I want to go somewhere. Julie, Julie, it could be Ohio. She could come and. I don't think we've ever had Olympics <laughs> in Ohio, have we? No. <laughs> <Not it. laughs> Oh, that's sad. Now I'm going to have to start working on that. You should write Olympics like, to hey. Ohio. Well, listen, I want I want to thank you again for for working with us tonight and coming on and sharing your story. We will follow you for sure, and um, wish the best for your father as well. Thank you. He gets better really soon, so he can help you get your design patent and do what Jake said. Look for look for somebody out there to help you in a makerspace and take him up on his offer. If you can't find somebody, you can reach him through me, or you probably have his email address from the Zoom invite. Don't feel shy about it. He's telling you the truth when he says he's willing to help you. All right, I will. And, Thank you. And I very much appreciate this. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me.
Yeah. And before we go, just a quick reminder, um, you can see Luz, by the way, at the Global Innovation Field Trip from the October 2021 event. Just go to global, excuse me, globalinnovationfieldtrip.org and click on presenters and pick the October videos and scroll down and you'll find Luz right there. You can learn more about it. You can see what her invention looks okay. like and um, sign up to present yourself as well. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the Innovation World podcast. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org.